Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, March 4th. Here are election 2020 updates from today's show. Joe Biden swept the South and did surprisingly well in New England and the upper Midwest on Super Tuesday. He appears poised to seize control of the Democratic presidential race and overtake Bernie Sanders as the delegate leader. Sanders is on track to win California, the state with the biggest delegate hall of the primaries, although votes are being slowly counted there. But Biden's victories in Texas and eight other states threatened at a minimum to erase the lopsided delegate advantage that Sanders hoped to gain from the day. The results set up a more vigorous fight ahead that presents the party with divergent choices, a two-man race between a pragmatist vowing a return to normalcy and a populist promising a revolution. Sanders easily won his home state, Vermont, and carried Colorado and Utah. But Biden's victories were significant and widespread, with a string of states across the South offering an early confirmation that his win three days earlier in South Carolina had swiftly and dramatically reshaped the contest. Biden was winning by double digits in the states of Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Alabama. He also won Minnesota, which Sanders had thought he would win, plus Oklahoma and Massachusetts. Elizabeth Warren finished a humiliating third place in the state she represents in the Senate, trailing Biden and Sanders. In states where Biden spent little money and no time and had few field offices, he won as late deciding voters rushed to support him. Even in a race that's been marked by volatility, the results capped a head-spinning 72 hours. Just days ago, Sanders appeared to be en route to a potentially insurmountable lead in delegates after his near win in Iowa and victories in the second and third contests, New Hampshire and Nevada. Biden seemed on the verge of being forced from the race after successive fourth, fifth, and distant second place showings. But after his mammoth victory in the Palmetto State, moderates coalesced behind the former vice president, rivals dropped out and endorsed him, and he racked up margins of victory so large that several of Tuesday's races were projected as victories immediately after the polls closed. His win in Virginia testified to the rapid reversal of his fortunes. Despite having held only one rally there and opening only one field office and spending far less than all of his main rivals, Biden was on course to win every congressional district and carry the state in a landslide. As soon as polls closed in North Carolina, a state with a strong dose of suburban women and African-American voters, both targets for the party and groups that lean toward Biden, he was declared the winner there as well. His quick wins in Alabama, Arkansas, and Tennessee were also largely powered by big margins among women, black voters, moderates, and those without college degrees, all key parts of the Democratic coalition to retake the White House. He also appeared to benefit from high turnout in the same kinds of suburban areas that helped Democrats win the House majority in the 2018 midterms, winning by massive margins in the suburbs around Richmond and Washington, D.C. In fact, turnout in Virginia was almost double what it was in 2016, and it exceeded 2008 levels. Late deciders across the country, but especially in Virginia, broke in a major way for Biden. Half of Democratic primary voters in the Commonwealth said they made their decision in the past few days. Biden won six in 10 of them, compared with only one in six for Sanders. And it was a terrible night for Mike Bloomberg. After spending more than half a billion dollars, his only win 
was in the caucuses in American Samoa. Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii, a native Samoan, also won a delegate from the U.S. territory in the South Pacific under current rules that could allow her to qualify for the next debate, although the Democratic National Committee indicated last night that it will increase the threshold to keep Gabbard off stage in two weeks in Phoenix. Bloomberg and Warren will face immense pressure to end their campaigns after their performances last night. And for the foreseeable future, the calendar will not get easier for Sanders, which is a big gain for Biden. In the coming weeks, the states holding contests, with some exceptions, are ones that he lost to Hillary Clinton four years ago. In some of the states that he won in 2016, the shift from caucuses to primaries could hold down his delegate totals even if he wins again. The marquee primary a week from now, next Tuesday, is in Michigan. Sanders scored a big upset there four years ago over Clinton, although his victory margin was narrow. Also on the calendar next week is Missouri, a state Sanders lost by less than a percentage point and where the delegates split almost evenly. Missouri will provide another test of Biden's and Sanders' support among African Americans who make up about a fifth of the Democratic electorate in that state. Because Washington state has switched from a caucus to a primary, Sanders, though favored, will have a more difficult time piling up the kind of delegate margin he did in 2016. Meanwhile, Mississippi, one of the five states that votes next week, should be fertile ground for Biden. African Americans made up about 70% of the Democratic electorate there in 2016, even more than in South Carolina. The round of primaries on March 17th, the following week, includes Arizona, Florida, Illinois, and Ohio. Sanders lost Florida badly to Clinton and will face serious resistance again this year because of qualms about his democratic socialism. He also lost Arizona and Ohio decisively four years ago. Only Illinois was close, though Sanders was on the losing side there as well. A week after those contests, on March 24th, Georgia holds a standalone primary. And there again, Biden will be favored based on the size of the African-American vote. That's why we feel safe describing Biden as the new frontrunner for the Democratic nomination. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 every weekday morning wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.